Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A Silly Dude production. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lockie. This is Harvey. Hello. Welcome, welcome. This is They Talk A Good Game. Um, in case you happen to have clicked on this by accident and still don't know and haven't read your screen and don't know what this podcast is, it's all about rugby league and other sports occasionally as well. Um, and no, We're non-exclusive. We, we, we dabble all over the place. We dabble, but we, we, we generally stay... On the topic of the main sport, which everyone in the world knows is rugby league. Um, that's right. That's right. Go anywhere in the world, you ask them, what's the main sport? First sport comes to your head right now, and they go 13 aside, rugby league, four players on the bench, you know, six tackles. One sets, on the extra bench. One on the extra bench now. They all know that as well. <laughs> they all know that. So, yeah. Um, Harvey, it was yet, well, actually, it was a quite a unique. Weekend of footy. Um, it was. Not only as they've, the players have all been in the Queensland bubble now for a few weeks, but this week a spanner was thrown into the works mid-round. Queensland went into a snap lockdown on Sunday and suddenly all of the game. no, on Saturday, and suddenly all the games had to... It looked like there was a chance that they might not even get a full round of footy in. Yeah, we it was, were in it panic was, um, mode. We were like, "When chaotic. are we going to do this podcast?" What we, you know? Don't think <laughs> you know. <laughs> obviously, the first we, thing. we've never done a podcast mid round, no. and we were really. <laughs> well, um, I, like, I thought I was going to have to choose my player of the round out of the Tigers v Warriors game and the Roosters v Eels game, <laughs> and I was like, I, "Thankfully, we we were spared that decision." Yeah, uh, and, and Vland, Peter Vlandis came through, Superman. Saved the game. Saved the game. They managed to get their games played on Sunday and Monday night. The return of Monday night footy. Yes. Wasn't too bad, I didn't think. Although, you know, I did miss out on Saturday. I did wonder what I was going to do with my afternoon. Watched a lot of Olympics. That's it. That's it. If it happened any other time in the year, I would have been stuck watching more AFL than I wanted to. But no. Yeah, luckily the the Olympics Olympics came through. Australia. had an unreal Olympics in the pool, so I was able to tune in to the swimming. Always there was a chance of getting a medal. 
Athletics. Yeah, they've, done, they've done so well. Done so well. Rowan Browning, he's, the, he's got the Pappenhausen haircut. <laughs> Everyone. It's inspired, isn't it? It's inspired. It's very inspired. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's quite a unique couple of weeks, sort of. You've got one channel over there on Channel 7, which I would usually never even think to switch to because it's not Channel 9 or Fox League, which are the only two channels I ever watch. Um, yeah. And But now there's 24-7 almost sport coverage, and I'm going, gee, do I watch the Knights v. the Raiders, which I don't really have any affiliation to any club <laughs> in, or do I watch some dudes run 400 metres and jump over a little tiny high jump bar every 10 <laughs> metres? You know, like, you uh, you tell me. I don't... It's, it's, I, oh. I chose the latter. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you. Um, uh, it's so thrilling. It's, it's, it's a good time to have the Olympics on, that's for sure. And and with um, lockdown, I know everybody's doing it tough mm. across pretty much well in, in New South Wales and, and Queensland over the weekend. It's a good time to have some entertainment on our screens for sports fans. Don't have to turn on whatever rubbish reality TVs on. There's still some live sport, some competition to keep us entertained. Absolutely. Um, well, let's just cut to the chase. Manly had a bloody great game, so you must be stoked. Uh, we did. I th- <laughs> it, although it wasn't as smooth as it could have been. It came to about 65th minute. We were up by 30 points or so, and Des made mass changes. Brought on, uh, brought Tommy off, decided to give him a break. And it was at that point that they scored two quick tries. Mm. And there was a moment where I was worried that he might have to come back on and help us see out the game. Um, <laughs> it's the only, it's the only choice. <laughs> so you've got to bring him back on to stop. It really showed how, how big a difference it makes him organising at the back. Like, I'm sure it wasn't entirely down to him, but it's not a coincidence that we score four tries in 20 minutes when he's on the pitch and then concede two when he goes off. Mm. Um, so it just shows how important he is. And this a well-earned rest going into a blockbuster game this weekend, Manly versus the Storm. In my opinion, this is uh, potentially the grand final. Storm are currently um, on their big hot streak of wins and... I feel like in, in out of the Storm's next four or so games, which they would need to win to break the all-time, like, within-season uh, consecutive wins record of the Roosters yeah. from 75 or something, um, this is the danger game for Melbourne if they want to break that record. And I feel like the other teams just really aren't on the same level, but if any team can do it, it's Manly and a fully fit Manly yeah. as well. That's it. We are we are back to full fitness. <laughs> Um, Sirenin may return, which is really good to see. He's been out for a large chunk of the season. Um, but with Olakowatu and Schuster playing in the back row, you know, he played some time in the middle. He, he's not walking into that second row. Mm. Whereas to start the season, he was number one pick in that, that spot easily. Um, but no, a good good win for Manly. Um, extend that lead. Top four hopes are alive. The Eels are struggling and they've got the most ridiculous run home. I think they've got to play... Um, Manly, Penrith, the Storm, and yeah. the Rabbitohs. Um, 
So they could very easily not win another game for the rest of the regular season, yeah. um, especially without Mitch Moses. The, well, the, the difference it's made. I think it'll be between Roosters and Manly for that for that fourth position. Roosters are starting to hit a bit of form as well, so it'll be an interesting battle. And they've got the two points over you guys at the moment, um, well, but they don't Roosters have the point play difference. Penrith. This mm. week, and we play Storm. So you feel like if one team can win and the other team loses, that will pretty much decide it. Mm. Um, th- th- those are two of the toughest tests you'll, you'd think going into the end of the season. Absolutely. Um, but what about your Tiger boys? Oh. It's heartbreak, isn't it? I, I feel so sorry for you. It's heartbreak. I mean, like, sort of, I feel like we lost that game and everyone was going, oh, that's it for the Tigers season. I was like, it was it for the Tigers season five weeks ago. What do you, like, it's like, it feels like every single yeah. time we win, it's like, oh, and their hopes are back alive. And then every time we lose, it's like, oh, heartbreak. And it's like... I, you know, it's as tough as it is to say as a fan. It's like we kind of we lost our chance quite a quite a while ago, so <laughs> it's not really quite as heartbreaking as it would be. I feel like that we should have beaten the Warriors. To be honest, like two of us are shakers yes. just left them. Yeah. Like it's a game we should have won. They had they were missing Tohu Harris and and um, and uh, <laughs> Fanua Blake and and uh, Chanel Harris Tavita. Like they had some big names out of their team. Um, but those are the games that Tigers lose, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, we beat the Broncos. That's good. A while ago. That's good. We hold yeah, on to that. Keeps you off the bottom. Keeps us um, off the bottom. But when it comes to games that we should win, I feel like we start telling ourselves that we should win. And for some reason, despite not being a very good team, we get complacent with whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever glimmer of hope there is. But, I, guess, you know, I guess the media has been, you know... Um, talking up the chances of the Tigers because that, that middle of the table from seventh down to, well, now it's probably 11th, but mm. it, it, there's, yeah. they're all on 18 points, the, yeah. that, that, that group. And a, then it drops down to three teams on 14, which is you, the Warriors and the Cowboys. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, um, yeah, 12th to 16th now, Warriors and downwards. That's it. And it's all right. You know what? We've accepted it, but that's it for the season. We'll have a bit of fun for the last five rounds, see if we can get some yeah. consolation wins and upset other teams' chances of finals. But the exciting thing is that top four battle and now the five teams battling out for those last two spots in the top eight. Yeah, so that is the Titans, the Sharks, the Raiders, the Dragons, and the Knights. Off the top of your head? Who do you have? Yeah, oh, yeah. look at that. We're on the same wavelength. There we go. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Uh, go on. Two teams out of those five that I would oh, see getting in there. I'm going to name the Raiders as one of them because yeah. I think just I just think at this time of the season – Ricky Stewart, I think he is a great coach, and despite the fact he's had some issues this year with his with his playing group, I think he'll he's got the experience, and they are still a very experienced playing group, and yeah, they'll turn it around. And uh, they seem to have got past the the hiccups that they've had with mm. personnel and stuff as well. They they seem to have moved past that. Yes, and the other team, I'll have I'll take the Titans, who are currently sitting in seventh, and I think. And I've been talking, I've been singing the praises of Toby Sexton last week. And I th- and, yeah. he, and he had another great game this week um, in their win over the Dogs. It was the Dogs, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, yeah, they've brought him in at the perfect time. And they look they look to be hitting hitting that form, heading into finals. So I'll go Titans oh, and Raiders. I th- yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I, I'd agree. Mm. Um, 
I can't I can't see anyone else. I think the Sharks will drop off. Um, with Sean Johnson out as well, uh, that's they, they just lack a bit of direction around the park. Dragons, I think Ben Hunt's been injured. He broke his arm in the game on the, over the weekend, um, so that you'd have to say pretty much rules them out if if he's gone for the rest of the season. And then you've got the Knights, who I suppose they they could leap up there um, with a couple of good games, good wins. Um, Ponga stays fit. They've certainly got the squad that should be pushing for that top eight spot. But at the moment, I would say the Titans and the Raiders are just ahead of them. Mm. But yeah, close one. We'll have go. to wait and see. We've got the same. Let's, um, we'll, we'll go to our fantasy. But first, I just want to give a little teaser for something that we introduced and that's going to come that you're going to do uh, just after we, we announce our fantasy and tipping champs of the week. Um, a new little a little game, which we're going to play throughout this podcast at the end of each segment. Harvey's Harvey's got one NRL player in mind. Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm getting any of these rules wrong, Harvey. But as far no, as you've nailed it so far, as far as I'm aware, you've got a player in mind. And at the end of each segment today, you're going to give me a clue, just one clue, and based on that clue, each time I'm going to make a guess of any player that you're thinking of, and you at home or on your drive, or hopefully you're not driving uh, anywhere non-essential. Um, unless you're from, <laughs> unless you're from Perth or from, or That's you're it. one of our Canadian or, listeners. Um, um, uh, you can play along. I'm going to give, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> going to give you a clue Yes. at the end of each segment. You're going to have a guess. Our listeners can have a guess in the outro. I will reveal the player that I've been teasing you about with these clues. Cool. Or should you reveal the player at the start of next week's episode? Nah. We'll decide that we'll decide later, that later. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. Anyway, let's quickly, before we before you give the first clue, that's just before a little teaser. We do that. Harvey, who was our fantasy champion this week? Our fantasy champion, and I believe they've they've won a couple of rounds before. Yes, they have. And they're coming home strong. Campeasy, coached by Campbell G with a score of 1,142. Well done. Excellent stuff. Had Tom Trebojevic as captain. Need we say more? Oh, and mate, he tip- was excellent. He was excellent. Yes. Tipping. Now, there weren't the huge scores we're used to seeing this week, Harvey, in the tipping. No, we nobody got full marks and nobody got seven out of eight, which, you know, it's disappointing. I've come to expect more from our tipsters, mm-hmm. um, but we had a number of players or coaches tip six out of eight, and we're going to name our top two who tied with the smallest margin, and that was S. Dennis B. and Matty Pryor, both tipping six out of eight with a margin of six. Well done. So congratulations to them. Well done. Okay, Harvey. game, guys. It's time. It's time for the <laughs> <It's> clue. <time. laughs> right. Well, I'd be surprised if you're able to guess them after the first clue. But obviously, it's going to build with more layers. You're going to be able to have more clues and get closer to the correct answer. I thought of, wait a sec, this, I thought of a good name for this, well, I don't, potential name for this just, little just game. Just spit it out. Since we've got Name of Oregon as our other game that we play, this could be, we do. and that's named after Oregon Kafusi, one of our faves. This one could be called Isaac Clue. Isaac Clue. Brilliant. <laughs> you guess the name of the platinum no, joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that wasn't the one. It would be pretty funny. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hit, me, hit me. Hit me. This player debuted in 2013. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay. And I'm going to go off the top of my head without any research. Uh, debuted in 2013. Is it 
James Tedesco? No. Okay, cool. All right, well, there we go. The game moves on. on. We go to our next segment. (laughs) The bold, the basic, the brilliant, everybody's favourite segment. Brilliant. Terrific. It's very exciting. Straight to the point. I like it. No point. Straight to the point. Dancing People around. People know it. what to expect when yeah. they come onto this podcast. Yeah. This is the bread and butter. This is it. This, this is, is it. what they feed off. We feed off. People Everybody eat. feeds it. Everybody loves <laughs> it. It's delicious. All right. Um, let's begin we- by uh, seeing whether we're future tellers and see if we got our predictions right last week. What was your basic prediction, Harvey? Basically, I went for Manly to win by 20 again. And unfortunately, we didn't quite manage it. Didn't the late quite. resurgence yeah, from almost. the Sharks. It was actually 18. Made it. Almost. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How was your basic prediction last week? My basic prediction was that Storm v Panthers was going to be an excellent contest. And I made that prediction before I, I, the Panthers team list came out. Uh, I maybe wouldn't have made that same prediction if I had seen the Panthers team list at the time of podcast recording. But hey, that's the game you play on the bold, basic and brilliant. And <laughs> it was not an excellent contest. Storm were dominant. Yeah, slightly disappointing that one. But yeah, the grand final are- rematch. But it's a shame that so many Panthers stars couldn't be there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they, they had an uphill battle, I reckon, from the start. Yeah. How about your bold prediction? Uh, my bold prediction was that Broncos v Cowboys would end with a margin of one point. Once again, got it wrong. Got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You did go bold, so fair enough. Like credit where credit's due. <laughs> Thank to- you. What was your bold? <laughs> uh, I had five of the eight games to be within a 10-point margin. How did, and- how did we go? Uh, no, no, we didn't. No. Um, it was just the uh, Warriors and... The Tigers, which had a two-point margin, the and, the and the Knights Raiders, Raiders and that's had it. a ten-point margin as well. Yeah. So, a couple of blowout scores, mm. which is to be expected this year. Absolutely, absolutely um, to be expected this what, year. <laughs> what about our players of the round? Well, let's Brilliant do it. players of let's the round. Let's do it. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Tom, Tommy Trubojevic. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, like three tries, three try assists. He's just a pretty unbelievable player. Three line breaks, four line break assists, fifteen tackle busts, two hundred twenty-seven meters run. Unbelievable. This year, just to you know, we haven't talked about him enough on this podcast or how good he is. No, we have not. He's played just eleven games, and in that those eleven games, he's got nineteen try assists and eighteen tries in eleven oh, wow. games. He's got to be like, a shoe in for the Dallium at this point, especially now that Nathan Cleary has gotten injured for a long period. Well, he's just got to be. You know, there's a good chance that he could top both those tallies by the end of the year. Um, it's like, it's an unbelievable effort. And the difference he makes for our side, you know, as we've said it before, we'll say it again. He pretty much is the man they see Eagles. Mm. Without him, they fall apart. Yeah. But All right. Well, it's going to. 
be up to you now to move so on to your second choice a second, a, a second choice for our fans to vote for. Um, I thought about I thought about naming this guy last week, but I chose not to. He was on debut last week. He's, this is only his second NRL game this week. It's Toby Sexton from the Gold Coast Titans. I think he backed up his performance from last week once again, and it was instrumental in Titans' demolishing of the Bulldogs. So... Yeah, he's Toby. been really impressive. He's Kicking impressive. goals as well. We've yeah. touched on that. That's a lot of pressure for a young kid, but Steering them he around. seems to thrive. I know, I know. So, yep, there we go. Toby Sexton. He's my man. It will be the, the biggest scalp of his career if he can knock over Tommy for oh, player yeah. of the round this week. This is, a, this so. is a David versus Goliath battle, but I'm backing my man, <laughs> hoping it, that people it. are sick of voting for Trebojevich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's look forward to this coming round, which is round 21. Um, That's it, yeah. Basic predictions, what you got? I've gone for the Dogs and the Tigers, you know, yep. two, two lower-ranked teams, and that typically means their defense isn't quite up to scratch. Yeah. There will be 40 points scored in this game. <laughs> Combined across the two teams, yeah, you know, I wouldn't ba- be surprised if one team ran over the other, but I can't tell you who that's going to be. Um, mm. I just reckon there'll be points. My, so that's where my basic tip goes. My basic tip is exactly the same, except a little bit more. It's Tigers v Bulldogs, a total of 45 or more total <laughs> points. That's actually... <laughs> so well, the bragging rights if they win by... Or if the margin's 42 or something. Yeah, the, exactly. the combined points. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I think it's just... It's also not only two teams who have known poor defence, but also both pretty much without a chance of making finals this year. I think they'll be very free in their footy and... Yeah, that's going to lead to attack more so than defense. And yeah, that's true. There that's you go. true. Yeah, so I've gone for forty-five. Give that extra, extra. I almost thought I thought about going fifty, but wow, it is a wow. basic. It is a basic prediction. I must remember. So that's it. Yeah, exactly. So what, what's your bold big. prediction looking like? All right, now this is an interesting one. I've got in all the matchups this week the team whose mascot name comes later in alphabetical order will win. <laughs> So wow, the team wow, so later. Okay. So uh, that would be the Knights to defeat the Broncos. That would be the Raiders to defeat the Dragons. It would be the Rabbitohs to defeat the Eels. The Warriors to beat the Sharks. The Roosters to beat the Panthers. The Storm to beat the Sea Eagles. The Tigers to beat the Bulldogs, and the Titans to beat the Cowboys. That's what I've got. Wow, that yeah. is a bold prediction. Yeah. Points for creativity. Thank because you. Thank you. We have not thought of that avenue before, and. <laughs> I highly rate it. It's what the um, bold is all about, bringing new avenues for creativity. Well, I feel like a bit of a square going for my prediction now. I'm <laughs> like the boring guy. <laughs> What's <laughs> yours? Well, I just think the Rabbitohs are, are going to be too good for the Eels and the Eels are going to fall off a cliff. So I've got the Rabbitohs to win by 30. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that, still... that doesn't even feel... Yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> you feel yucky. Yeah, I do. Yeah, wow. Um, but uh, my decision's made and, yeah, I'm just going to be cheering on the rabbit eyes. with it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. That's, that's. I mean, your, I mean, apart from the 30-point margin, your prediction is essentially one-eighth of my prediction. So, we'll, <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I'll be um, but, loving it. But, <laughs> before I, we round out this segment, 
Um, I've got to give you your second Isaac clue. And yes, my second Isaac clue. All right. This player, so debuted in 2013. Debuted in 2013. And has moved clubs just the once. Debuted in 2013, has moved clubs just the once. 2013, moved clubs just the once. Um, who debuted in 2013? I'm going to go going back a long, long way. I'm going to go. I don't know what what year this this player debuted, but I'm going to go with Matt Moylan. Incorrect. <sighs> Fuck. All right. This is exciting. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he debuted in 20. I don't know if he. I don't think Tedesco oh, yeah. debuted getting, in 2013. Getting a debut year correct is tough, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I know well Moylan's moved clubs just the once. I was trying to, he's the first player that came to my head of a player from that sort of year. Yeah. And they, it was moved just once. Okay. We move on. We move on to round three. See you in the next segment, Harvey. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> well, what a month it's been um, in the world of not only European football, uh, not only the Olympics, not only the NRL, of course, but also. Instagram polls electing club NRL club popularity. We began it's with, been massive. We began with 16 teams in a knockout style competition each week, quarterfinals, then semifinals, and then the grand final last week. And now we can very proudly announce the winner, the most popular or the least hated, if you will, or everybody's second favorite team, if you will, once again, NRL club. Um, the grand final was between the Penrith Panthers, the young, exciting, flair-filled Penrith Panthers versus the the Battlers, the Warriors, the, the New Zealand, the only New Zealand team that has played the last two years of their footy in a foreign nation. Um, That's right. And it was time for our fans to decide who they preferred. And drumroll, please, Harvey, as I announce, the winner of the NRL club, Popularity contest is the New Zealand Warriors. Well oh, done. Congratulations. Well done. Fair play. We had a feeling I'm, about I'm them. Really, yeah, I'm really glad, really glad that the Warriors got that that win because mm. nobody can hate them after what they've done for the game, honestly. Like, yeah. who hated them before that anyway, you know? No, exactly. Um, yeah, very, yeah. Uh, very unhateable club. They play a very exciting brand of footy. Um, but they're also a team that your team often feels like they've got a good chance of beating. So just win, win, win all around. Everybody loves the Warriors. Um, That's it. And Harvey, you would also be very happy on a personal level because they defeated Manly in round one. They so they did. So that means that Manly is tied second yeah. for um, most popular club, yeah. which I don't think is controversial at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, I've got to be got to be stoked that. You know, team that defeated us has gone on to claim the trophy. There you go. Um, and yeah, fully deserved. Fully, fully deserved. deserved. All right. Well, that puts to bed the NRL club popularity contest, but it's time for my third Isaac clue. It is. It is. What have you got for me? This player has played for Australia and the Maori All Stars. Australia and the Maori All Stars. Got to be getting closer now. But I the feel like I might. Players I is feel narrowing. like I might know. Well, this is this is exciting. This could be the first correct be. Yeah. guess I, in Isaac Clue 
yeah, before I, the answer's revealed. I reckon I might know. Okay, well, I, I, the only player I can think of who's represented Australia and the Maori All-Stars is currently with the Rabbitohs. Um, did he play first grade for... I know he's originally been in, like, the Broncos system, but I thought... I'm going for Dane Gagai. Is it Dane Gagai? Not correct. What? There's another one? Ooh, Who else is playing? There's another them? one. Who there's else? another one. That's... Oh, this is tricky. The plot thickens. Mm. The plot, the plot thickens. thickens. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's get on with the next segment so I can have another guess. <laughs> now, we have to look back on the most recent five game weeks because we're at round 20, and that means we go back for our form team of the last five rounds. Yep. We've been doing this every five rounds, gone Pass. You can go on the Instagram and have a look at our form teams. We just got to select the best players that we think have played the best footy over the last five weeks. Yep. It's not an easy task. No, it's definitely not. Um, you know, we're looking for consistency and also just potentially some consistency, but also players who have had a few rounds out of those five that have been outstanding. It's it's a very tricky job that we do here. It's not all it easy. Is. It's, you know, we like to set ourselves challenges. We like to set the bar high. So <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start off how we always do by just chucking some names at each other. All right. Well, I've got Tommy at fullback. Good choice. So do I. Bam, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Right. I'm glad. Okay, well, I'll, I'll throw a name at you then as well. Perfect. <laughs> Payne Haas at front in the front row. Yeah, he's been a late for the bull uh, the Bulldogs for the, the Broncos. Broncos, I should say. Um I have been watching some footy. I do know what team he plays for. <laughs> 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 he, um yeah, he's he's been their standout. And I, I think there was that um when he chased the ball back and, and knocked it dead in that I can't remember what game it was, but that was a highlight for a front row with a big engine. The amount of meters he gains, yeah, he has to be in this side. Mm. Cool. Um excellent. I've got actually partnering him in the front row, I, I've gone for Luke Thompson, who yeah, starts for the, the Bulldogs, has been one of their best players. Um he had that incident when he was sin binned, uh not this week, the week before, but he he really has glued the middle of their pack together, and I think they'd be in a lot worse position without him. Um, did you a, have any other names to I've throw got, out there for I the front a, row? I have a counter to Luke Thompson for that other front row spot, potentially, which we can discuss. Um, the name I'm putting forward is Tom Burgess. That's how Sydney Rabbit. Yes, that's good, actually. He's been try- he's scoring been on, tries. He's been, he's been on fire. Um, he has. He has. That try scoring form probably should give him the nod, I reckon. Because mm. he got a double a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm happy for Burgess to make the cut. Okay, cool. Well, I obviously am as well. So, boom, he's in. <laughs> sorry, he's Luke in. Thompson. <laughs> well, well, we, sorry, Thompson. Absolutely. But um, right. I want to direct your attention now to the number nine. Yes. Hooker. Yes. I reckon Brandon Smith is still the form hooker of the comp. Yeah, cool. Grant's coming off the bench. Yeah, he, mate, he's just class all over. He is class all over. I would, I'd like to debate with Damian Cook. However, I'm not as strong about it as I was with Tom Burgess. Um, 
once again has been pretty in, in quite good form for South. Yeah, I think he's certainly off the back of his origin performances. He's he's come back to clubland a lot better than he was a bit slow to start the season. Mm. Um, but I think he's been, I think he's been strong. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Brandon Smith camp yeah. though. Yeah, he's well, try scorer. He, he's you know he runs like a middle forward and he plays dummy half. It's yeah, you, you know, know what? It's it, good it, enough for me. He's I thank yeah, you. I, I like it and on behalf of Brandon. Thank you. On behalf of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Brand Smith, oh. Storm, so dominant, and it's it's that spine. While we're talking about the Storm, a player that one of the players that I'd like to put in those halves, who was once again like Brandon in our form team from not so long ago, is Jerome Hughes. I I think he's really standing out in that Storm system. Um, yeah, and while I think a lot of people. Have thought about Storm as you know Munster is your dominant half. I think Jerome Hughes is really becoming a very dominant figure in the Storm playmaking role. Hundred percent, and some of the wins they've notched up over the last five weeks um, have been pretty pretty insane. Um, and yeah, he's been a big part of that. So I, I can't argue. I don't think there is a better half in the comp at the moment. I mean, I think he's certainly up there. The other name that I have to go in the halves. Slightly controversial, maybe just bias, but I've got a DCE. Yeah, I've got him too, I, so don't worry. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> glad because his origin performances, he'll be the first to say probably weren't up to scratch what he wanted, but every game he came back and he had put in, he kept topping his best performances. Um, he got tries, he had try assists, his kick meters have been insane. Last week he ran for over 200 meters, so he's been damaging and I, yeah, I think Hughes and DCE is the best form partnership that we can put in the halves. I agree. Notable mention to Cody Walker, who's also been great for South. South fans might be, you know, getting quite upset hearing this. I mean, actually, you did get Tom Burgess in there over Luke Thompson, but missed out on Cook, missed out on Walker. Notable mentions yeah. to them. Um, but I just feel like we have to, yeah, I feel like it's, it's DCE and Hughes there. Um, but speaking of Souths, the player... Now, we have named players in positions that they aren't necessarily playing for in their club in these teams before, so I, I feel like we might as well keep doing it because yeah. I think Latrell Mitchell's been in fantastic form off the back of Origin, and obviously he plays yeah. fullback for Souths, but there's a, there's a couple centre positions available, and I would be inclined to chuck him in one of those. Yeah, 100%. I, I think the two names that I heard down for the centres... One was Morgan Harper, but I'm just a big fanboy after his recent manly performances. Mm. The other, who I think is more likely to sit alongside Mitchell, because I think Mitchell has been a cut above, um, is Joey Marnie. Yeah, He's been Mr. Fix-It for the Roosters. He's played in a number of positions for them. Um, and each time he, he gets his hand on the ball, he, he shows his class. Um, so... I'm looking at a Mitchell Marnu partnership. I'm also, looking at, I'm also looking at a Mitchell Marnu partnership. Um, so I think we go ahead and make those to our centres. On Morgan Harper, I was looking at Morgan Harper as well, and he has been fantastic. The thing that I'm wondering is if we talk about wingers. <laughs> and, mm. and because I, like, uh, <laughs> I just wonder how, how much can we push the threshold of pushing people outside of their usual positions? <laughs> Because one, while we're on wingers, 
the two yeah. wing the two wingers that I've got here have both played a bit of centre this year. Okay. One is Jordan Rapana. Um Yeah. And the other that I've got is Morgan Harper. But I don't know if I don't know if that's pushing it a little bit too much because he hasn't really played much wing in first grade. Whereas Harper has. doesn't tend to play wing from in the Manly games. Brad Parker tends to be the one that shifts out there if we mm. need him to. Mm. But yeah, it might be might be stretching it. I I don't mind doing it. <laughs> what, do you have any <laughs> other winger suggestions or outside backs? Well, I had Jason Saab just because I think he's incredible. Mm. Um, and I, I, wingers, none of them were standing out to me. You know, my usual favourite winger, Alex Johnson, hasn't been playing because he's been injured, um, and Josh Mansour hasn't been as clinical as he has on that left Rabbitohs edge. Yes. Um, yeah. I think someone like Remus Smith, who, again, he's playing centres for the Storm, but he's been really good. Um, but I think I think, I think think Rapana certainly deserves it. Um, he's been playing fullback for the, for the Raiders, which has been incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, yes, all of the above. Let's put Morgan Harper. I think Morgan Harper is the choice on the wing. Okay. And Jordan Rapana? <laughs> yeah, Jordan Rapana and Morgan Harper. Let's do it. Let's do cool. it. Sweet. Let's do it. What have we got left? Two second rowers and a lock. Mm. All right, let's talk second rowers. So the first one I want to put forward is Corey Harawiranaira from the Canberra Raiders. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. All right. Okay, well, let's just talk about second rowers. Who else have you got? I've got Tupanua from the Roosters. I think he's been really strong. And I've got Olakowati. If you haven't noticed, I'm taking every opportunity to throw a manly boy in there. Mm. Um, <laughs> but if I had to pick, it would probably be Tupanua and Harawira Nara because they've been good. They've been they've been the form second rowers, in my opinion. Yeah. Have you got another name? Um, I was playing with Jordan Ricky, but I I don't know if I can justify two Broncos players in this team. Yeah, I've already got pain no. ass who has kind of carried them. So, yeah, I'm happy to go Tupanua and Harawir and Ira. Beautiful. Okay. Powering through this side now. <laughs> well, now all we've got is Locke, which there could, you know, I feel like Locke, there's always a, a few options, not really one that we can immediately jump to. Um, Cameron Murray's up there. Mitch Barnett yeah. is up there. Yeah. Are there any others you can think of? The standout for me has been Tino. Oh, yeah. Big Tino, uh, Fafida's been benched recent games up at the Titans and he's become their sort of their strike forward, I feel. Um, He's playing big minutes. He's scoring tries. Defensively, he's really strong. I think he's been the best lock. Let's do it. I wasn't really feeling strong about any of the other two, so I'm happy to chuck Tino in there. Awesome. Okay, sweet. Okay, so we've got... Tom Trebojevic, Jordan Rapana, Joey Manu, Latron Mitchell, Morgan Harper in his new position of the wing, DCA and Hughes in the halves, Payne Haas, Brandon Smith, Tommy Burgess, Corey Harawiranaira, Satili Tupanua, and Tino Fasuamala Aoi. Excellent. Excellent team. Excellent. But now, more importantly, <laughs> it's time for the fourth Isaac clue. Okay. Number four, coming in. 
So we know they debuted in 2013. Okay. That's we still, know they played for Australia and the Maori All-Stars. Yes. And they've, they've moved clubs once. once in their career. Okay. And they also play for the Tigers or Manly. They play for one of our sides. Oh, we so don't. Is, oh, so, uh, okay. I thought you were saying those were the two sides that. No, no, no. They currently play for one of those two. They currently play for one of those two. That gives oh, you a list of 60 man. players or so. Mario mm. Stars. <laughs> and, um, um, oh, gee whiz, this is tricky. They currently play for one of those two teams. They do. Nobody said the games of Isaac Clue was going to be easy. Oh, move clubs just one time. Just one time. That's correct. Maori, Maori. I can see your brain ticking over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, um, okay, give me like 10 seconds and then I'll just come up with a guess because we still will have one more chance. That's it. Um, got one more segment. Australia. And the Mario Stars. Five seconds and we're going to take a guess from you. Um, uh, I want the name that's in your head in three. Oh, fuck. Two. One. Is it Joe Offahengawi? It's not. Fuck. It's not. I don't, I okay. I can't think. It's going to be a close one. One more segment. One more clue. Let's see if you can get it. All right. Well, if you've been listening from the start of the year, you'd know that we early on teased that we would be hosting our own awards at the end of the year. Um, And then for 18 rounds or so, nothing was mentioned of it. Um, But don't (laughs) worry. It's happening. It's happening. The Tatagiga Awards are well and truly alive. We will be hosting them in a very in a podcast special episode at some point during the final series. Once the regular season is over, we'll be hosting the Tatagaga Awards, um, and we're very excited to do so. And what's more exciting is that now, in these last five rounds of the regular season, we get to start announcing what sort of awards you can expect to see there. This is not That's right. This is not like your Dally M's. This won't just be you know. Your fullback of the year, your winger of the year, your centre, and then eventually, your, you know, your, the player of the year. No, no, no. Um, it, we've got all these different categories planned and they're, you know, recognising players that otherwise might not get recognised. So That's exactly right. Let's kick off things with the first category. We're going to do three categories today. We'll probably do a f- three, three or so categories each week, which you guys will be able to vote for on our Instagram during the or nominate your favorite players and then vote for during the week. The first category is really one of the first ones that we ever mentioned um, on the show. There's, you know, obviously the NRL has rookie of the year as a, as a category in Dally M's and we want to turn it upside down and give an award to the veteran of the year. Absolutely. They, they really deserve some more praise. These are the players that have, given their lives, their bodies, their time to the game of rugby league. Um, We don't have strict criteria 
on whether they're in their last year of playing or whether they're over the age of whatever. It's just people in the back end of their career, clearly one of the statesmen of the game who've had an exceptional year or just need to be, you know, rewarded for what they've given to the game and the clubs that they've played for. Absolutely. Um, so there, there are a number of players that you can give shout-outs to. Feel free to nominate yourselves who you think is the veteran of the year, but we're both going to give our nominations, I reckon. Yep. Um, and who have you got? Who's you your Who's your nominate? Okay. <laughs> you can kick it off. My, <laughs> mine is uh, unfortunately a player who has gotten injured throughout the year, but was in some of the best form of his life, uh, despite being around 34 years old. Beamonts, Brett Morris. Ah, yeah. He was exceptional for the Roosters. Um, su- such a you know, hard injury to, to watch unfold. Mm. Um, it's, you know, incredibly unlikely that he'll be he'll be back. In fact, it might already be announced that he's retiring. Um, and I think he would be a worthy winner of Veteran of the Year. Nice. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I guess veteran as a term is... It's a tough one because obviously Brett Morris, he's that is likely well, he's you know essentially retiring now at the end of the year. Yeah. And then we fully decided that a veteran has to be retiring at the end of the year, more just someone who you know definitely on the back end of their career, known in the NRL as one of those just elder statesmen that has been around for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully, you agree that this guy fits into the category. He he might be offended at me saying he's on the back end of his career because he's still he's going to a new club next year and he I'm sure he still believes he has a lot to offer them, which I also do. <laughs> it's Adam Reynolds is a player that I'm putting forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. He's yeah, I, I think thirty one he category. He's thirty one. He's been around for a long time. Um he's definitely one of the older players in the game. The Rabbitohs probably consider him a veteran, seeing as they didn't want to offer him a new contract for more than two years. Well, that's right. So, you know, at that point, I feel like once a club's not offering you a longer contract because of your age, you're kind of a veteran. And yeah, he's been yeah. phenomenal no, I, this I, year. I agree. Somebody I think go. he's been, I think he's been really good. He's been class. He's done a lot for the game. Um, he's done a lot for the Rabbitohs. I'm surprised they're letting him go, but I understand their hesitance towards offering a, a long-term, long-term deal. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, it's, He's got a lot to offer, I reckon, and he's a worthy, worthy veteran of the year nomination. Yeah, cool. Well, let's move on to our second category in in this little bit, um, and that is going to be for the best. Um, oh, maybe let's go for the best out of position performance next. So this yeah. is someone who, for a game or two or three, like just for a few games, has filled in or or played a position for their club that they would not usually play is not their first choice and they've done a great job of it in either that one game or those two games or those, those that handful of games. Um, you went first last time, so I might kick us off on this one. Go for it. My nomination is for Jake Granville from the North Queensland Cowboys, obviously known as a hooker. He was the hooker in their premiership winning season. He's not their first choice hooker anymore with Reese Robson there. And yep. with um, he's been, he's been filling in at fullback. Uh, for the Cowboys 
which it's is a big shift. It's a big shift, and he has never really played fullback in first grade. He apparently, you know, played a little bit of it in juniors, and I really respect Todd Payton as a coach for having the creativity to 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 chuck him there. So yeah, and, he, and he's done, and he's done a really good job as well. So Jake Grand, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, he, he's been he's been really good for for someone that honestly you saw him on the team list and your expectations were pretty low. I reckon mm. most people were just like, God, what, what's he going to manage? Um, but he, he's played really well um, and definitely deserves an out of out of position player nomination. My my nomination is someone who. It has played. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going for Joey Manu and he, mm. the games that he played at five eight. Yeah, because cool. cool. he might become a five eight going forward. Um, later on in his career, he could easily develop into a five eight or a fullback. Um, but he still spent the majority of his career in the centres. He wouldn't have played five eight if it wasn't for the abundance of injuries that the Roosters have had in their halves. Um, and he when he's got been given that, that opportunity, he's, he's just played some of his best games of the year. Um, he is a class talent and yeah, he's not a five, eight yet. Although he, although he may be in future, certainly for those initial couple of games, he was playing out of position in my opinion. Mm. Very good. Worthy. Once again, worthy nominees. I like that. We're getting these off the ground. I love that these, these awards are coming together and to cap off <laughs> yeah. this, this particular segment, this trio of awards that we're announcing today is the best try celebration coming. I feel it's fitting coming off try July. Um, it's now, now into August. Uh, and I feel like the best try celebration that we will have seen this year will have come from the last month. So let's begin nominating. Who have you got for your best yeah. try celebration? For me, I've got um, Hamlin Nuele from the Sharks with his WWE-inspired <laughs> punch and elbow. Um, I don't know which player it was. I think it might have been Jack Williams. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was it was a one-two punch, really. The celebration, yep. clearly well-prepared and bloody well-executed as well. Love it. Love it. Uh, for me, it was Nico Hines uh, doing the shoey. Um, ah, I think yes. it took extra, extra commitment to just after you've scored a try, take off your own footy boot um, and and get down on the knee and do the shoey. Um, and because then, you know, I like the fact that he's then got to put that shoe back on. It's just extra randomness. It's, just, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. that, that little bit of extra effort just for a celebration. So full, full respect to Nico. Here. And just on Try July, what an amazing initiative it was put forward um, and, and going all to a great cause. But I'd love to see it continue year on year. Oh, absolutely. We can have Try July, Try Celebrations, maybe go to a different foundation each year mm. or, you know, um, each week it goes to a different foundation. Uh, fully, fully get behind the idea. And the fans love to see it. It creates more of a spectacle. It's awesome for the players to you know show us their moves and mm. yeah what an awesome initiative yeah it was a phenomenal initiative by sportsbet and so successful i when they first announced it i was thinking do the players really know about it are the players really going to get around it but the players have really you know taken what sportsbet gave them and made it a huge spectacle for the fans and raised a bunch of money for charity so it's 100 yeah terrific. and there are there have been a number of really good ones like 
there have been just some little shimmies that people have, you know, done their part to earn the $5,000 donation, mm. but there are a number of, of worthy uh, contenders for this award. And although we've given two good nominations, I think there are, there are a number that could really win and take this out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, that wraps up that, that uh, awards uh, nominations, but it's time for my fifth and final Isaac Clue. And your fifth and, for, and final eyes. And if I don't clue. get if I don't get it this time, then I'll, I won't get it because in the outro you will announce to me and to all of our listeners who the player was that you were. Oh, thinking well, so of. well done to any listeners who have got the answer correct. Of course, you don't know if you've got it correct already, but you might have <laughs> been brainstorming. Maybe you've already you've jumped. Maybe you've already jumped to the end of the podcast to see if you. If got you're it listening right. in reverse, yeah. then you're just sort of getting a biography of this player. Yeah. Um, no, so they've debuted in 2013. Okay. Uh, they've moved club once in their career. Mm. They've played for Australia and the Maori All-Stars. They are currently playing for one of our clubs, Manly or the Tigers. Yep. And they have played centre, fullback and 5 eighths. Centre, fullback and 5 Why isn't this getting any easier? Centre, fullback, and 5'8". They've played for Australia and the Maori All-Stars. It'd be, it'll, be, it'll be really disappointing if it's a Tigers player because, <laughs> <laughs> because I should know the players that play for my team, you would think. Centre, fullback, 5'8". Centre fullback 5'8". Maori All-Stars and Australia. Well, if you can rule out Move the Tigers. once. I can rule out the Tigers. Well, if, if you know the Tigers players well and you're confident that he's not from that yeah. team, you should be able to rule them out and focus on the other team. Yeah, I know. It's hard to... Oh, I've got it. I think I've got it. Is it Dylan Walker? Ding, ding, ding. Yes. He's correct. Yes. Dylan Walker. Yes. Uh, oh, well done. What a I, I, I was worried for a second that you were going to not be able to get it. I thought mm. the Tigers and the Manly was a good clue. Centre five eight and full back. Traditionally a centre, but he's played played everywhere for us. Mm. Um, Very good. Wow, what a successful first round of Isaac Clue. I think that's a keeper. I think we'll have to do that again next week. I'll come up with a player <laughs> next week. Yep, and I will get my thinking hat on, mm. and ready to put 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 some guesses together. Terrific. <laughs> That's all we've got time for today. What an excellent podcast! Thank you for so much for listening. There's a lot of content coming your way as we enter the finals stretch of the season mm. um we've got the tag awards being thrown out there get in touch with your nominations if you have any award ideas as well let us know and we will take all the good ones and we will give them back to the community <laughs> so that we can have the biggest and best nrl award ceremony podcast ever at the end of the season um well done to the Warriors on being the most popular yes, yes. team. Good on them. Beating the Penrith Panthers in the final. What an excellent competition we have had. Mm. 
Yeah. And what an exciting round of footy we've got coming up. I, for one, am looking forward to Manly versus the Storm. I think that will be the grand final. And I think Manly are going to win. I didn't put it in my predictions, but I think we're going to win. Oh, just a bit of an extra one. Nice. Thing. Yeah. For the people that listen right to the end, you've got a juicy little prediction. <laughs> and uh, what a first, what a, and also what a successful first round of Isaac Clue it was. Um, that'll be back next week. Absolutely phenomenal uh, segment idea from Harvey. Um, Congratulations gonna, to anyone who got that right with with the first clue. Yeah, hope, if anyone got Dylan Walker from have, debut in 2013, well done to you. Some people have an encyclopedic knowledge of the game, and mm. they might have just got a lucky guess. But yeah, congratulations all around. Congrats! All right, guys, see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.